and we're live hi guys welcome to an episode of the Nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and well what a weekend um sports lost <laughs> again and um it's not really cool to see sports lose when the same week on the same weekend that arsenal <laughs> came back from two goals down to win three two so that's the second consecutive time it's happening um this past week um <laughs> yeah and then man city um they won the, so the title race is hitting up and it's really really getting more interesting i think they're still two points behind uh, still two points behind and arsenal oh sorry man City won two nil they beat they beat newcastle two nil um liverpool put up a seven star performance against Manchester united i mean that's my United's worst ever um defeat in the premier league history the manner of which it happened it's that which it happened is really really quite surprising so so this episode i'm really gonna you know talk give my thoughts on each of the matches that um the big six participated in and um also share some of my thoughts on sports obviously you're not going to talk about that the content thing you know it's it's one of those things that for the little bit of this episode Okay, we start um, the Arsenal versus Bournemouth game. Um, Bournemouth raced into a 2-0 lead like in the first half. The first scored in probably second fastest goal in Premier League history from Billing. And um, second half, I think no, there were two goals up already. I think first half one was on it. All I know is there were two goals up at one point. Now, this is what was happening, right? While that game was going on, I was watching the sports game. And when I switched to the Arsenal game, I checked it. Yes, they were two. They were go down or two down, but you just never had the feeling that Arsenal were going to lose that game, and that's one of the things that annoyed me so much. Listen, last season you would have that. I had that. You would have that feeling a lot. There are games where you would watch, right? You'd be like, yeah, Arsenal going to lose this game for sure. But I just never had that feeling that Arsenal going to lose that game. It's similar to the way I felt when we were playing against West Ham. Even when they went to go down, West Ham were leading. Like I don't think they would lose this game. Um, the Man City game, I had that feeling they were going to lose it. That time, you like, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to lose it because you just know it's beyond them. But Bournemouth, you just knew. Because I saw Arsenal, not only were they dominating the ball, because Bournemouth could get out of their own half. When they tried to um, go out, I think Saliba would win the ball back and pass it back. So I push, push Bournemouth back into their box to defend, right? And the Arsenal fans were singing their, singing their, were singing and, you know, saying what they have to say, right? As football fans. They were talking they were making sure that the fan the players knew they were behind them and that's exactly what made me say well i don't think they're gonna win lose this game i, f- I felt if it was annoying to accept <laughs> but trust me i don't like seeing Arsenal fans happy but you know it was one of those things you just sound like yeah they're gonna win this game and they did when bomber went two nil up i think well, it was second goal second half two nil up and then party equalized almost I was like when they equalized i was like yeah there's enough time they're gonna win this game two two already and as long as they have enough time they will score to win now when Bournemouth thought they were already out they were safe already and now the race Nelson scores that I, I think that counted as a screamer just to make it 3-2 that was like the last kick of the game to just win that game and this is the thing if they were away from home there's a chance they would have lost that game there's a chance I'm not saying they will they probably would draw it draw it but there is a chance that they would you know lose or draw that game but the sheer fact that they were at home and you know you would see the fans were behind them and then the players just doing their thing i just had that you just knew that they were going to win this game now uh, the lead at the top is extended and you know if you had i was on the space yesterday and you ask some arsenal fans 
do you really think you're going to win the league? And then they would all say, they'll, they'll act like politicians, so they will have this diplomatic answer where they'll be like, well, you know, um, we could have a form, we could do this, but I don't. No, none of them, none of them want to explicitly say we are going to, we're going to win this league. None can ever say that. They will always try to be diplomatic about the answer, political. They will try and dance around the question because I know. Listen, I get it. I've said this before. I said every football fan but man city man city fans if you are the top of the, if you are the top of the league you are the only ones who can never say you're going to win the league because you know who is chasing you man city <laughs> man city are the only ones who can say okay we're top of the league we're going to win this league because they've done it in the last i don't know three four years consistently so you know i think three out of the last four years or so they've done it they've gone to the top and they never went down so it's like and even i think at the point where liverpool were ahead and then they caught Liverpool. Even Liverpool, when Liverpool were like 23 points ahead or 20 something points ahead, until they were sure that they've lifted that league title, that mathematically they could, they were they're the winners. Until they were very sure of that, there was no way, no chance you could hear Liverpool fans saying we're going to win the league. You know, they were just trying to be diplomatic about the answer, or you know, because nobody wants to get bantered, right? Because <laughs> it's gonna be brutal. And um, it was, it was. Um, listen. I don't like Arsenal. I think you all know that. But now, if it was another team, I'd probably enjoy what they're doing. But I can't enjoy it because it's Arsenal, you know. But um, it also backs up my point. I have a point. Also backs up my yeah, the fact that Arsenal won that game also backs up my point. I don't think referees have anything to do with your match as a team. If you play well, you will win. If you do not play well, you won't win. You, there's no amount of refereeing decisions that will go your way. Yes, we understood there was fair time and all. But if you check those matches that. You know, they'll say my United were cheating also, right? If you check those games carefully, there were games where actually my, if the United players, either the opponent didn't score, and it's not anybody's fault for you not taking your chances and scoring them and hoping for a penalty. United defended very well and then they were able to nick a goal because of better quality. So even if you, if you look at those games that people will say, well, uh, referees favoured them, I don't know if I'll completely agree with that because, you know, you just have to just put the ball back on the net, do your thing and you'll win. And that's the thing. If you don't take your chances, you won't win. And that's just—it's just very simple. And you know, it is what it is. And then that's my thoughts on that game. Um, the next one—the the early, early kickoff of the day was Man City versus Newcastle. Man City winning two 0 And Newcastle's form in the last few weeks is something to really, really uh, be concerned about for Newcastle fans. I mean, they lost two 0 to Everton, to Liverpool. Um, lost their game, they left League Cup final, and then they lost this one 2 0. By so they've been losing the last three matches by like a two goal margin. It has to be worrying for most Newcastle fans if you look at it. The form is not looking, you know, promising. And listen, you know, people would say, well, you know, maybe they're just hungover from the League Cup final. Maybe it's a hangover and all that. You know, they're just, just celebrating or they're feeling the the pain of defeat. But I really don't understand how that can be a very very good enough uh, because good enough defense because before that particular league cup final they were fine you know sorry, they, they also lost right they were not really in the best of forms but you know we'll see how it goes but the top forest is going to be heating up as we as we all know the season ends and then with new liver with Manchester winning that game also Manchester also have something that they're chasing which is the league title right obviously even though they do not explicitly say it i mean everybody knows the league title and you know you're going to explicitly say that oh yeah league title league favorites but um Manchester winning tuning was easy and listen Manchester at home 
I think the Man City Arsenal game at the Etihad is going to be even more interesting, right? Because um, Man City beat Arsenal at the Emirates, and Man City at home, I, I like they're almost inevitable at home. Yeah, you may draw. I don't, I don't think they've drawn a game at home. I can't remember which game they drew, but they've won of virtually all the matches I've seen them play at home. So, at home, they are completely dominant. They are very, very dangerous. So, <laughs> if you're going, to, if you're going Man City away, I mean, it's going to be, so. That, I'm looking forward to that particular game. I mean, listen, I hope Arsenal, you know, crumble. I really do, because it will be so much fun. I'm not going to hear their excuses of, oh, we never said we are going to win the league. Nah, I'm not hearing that. No, I'm not buying that, because I know deep down, I've seen them when they try and get overexcited. If you remember that meme from um, this guy, Hassan Hutu, where he celebrated, and, like, oh, and he said, oh, calm down, calm down, calm down. So, Arsenal fans are like that, right? So, they're excited, and then they're like, we're going to win the league. Oh, no, we can't say we want to win the league. Let's calm down. Let's keep calm, T. We are sure. You know? <laughs> Oh my god, it's, it's one of those things I really uh, laugh at watching. But yeah, that being said, I think it was a good game overall. Um, the Man City game. I mean, listen, I want Man City to, give, to win their game, but I would like them to keep touching distance, you know, with Arsenal and them, see how it goes. <laughs> but Arsenal still have a game in hand um, on Man City, but they have a game in hand. But that being said, it's not guaranteed they're going to win that game, but we'll see how it goes. And but there's one thing also I want to talk about in this title race quickly. Um, the league, the Europa League, Arsenal is still in the Europa League, Monster in the Champions League. Now, the time difference, the time zones and the rotation makes it easier for you to rotate if it's Champions League and it, obviously the travels, right? Because you are very likely to travel farther if you play in Europa League than you play in the Champions League. Maybe Thursday to Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, kickoff, right? And the thing is, psycho, the psychological uh, war you'll be fighting, be you're playing in Europa League, for example, right? And then your rival plays Champions League, right? Your rival plays on Saturday, you play on Sunday. And then maybe you play on your rival plays on Champions League Tuesday, plays on Saturday, you play Thursday, play on Sunday. Now, by the time your your rival plays on Saturday, your rival will have probably won their game and gone ahead of you. And then you have to win your game on Sunday to go back on the top. So it's gonna be a psychological uh, battle, right? When the Europa League returns. And you know, I'm curious to see how um, they will do it. I think I asked they're going to say, well, we're going to get knocked out. We're going to sacrifice this uh, Europa League and try and focus on the league. If they do that, well, we'll see how it goes. Are they going to do that? I don't know. Or are they going to say, okay, well, let's see what we can do with both trades. If they can face the psychological war, war that it will, it will cause, we'll see. But it's going to be interesting to see how... I'm just curious to see how that will pan out. Okay, but that's that's my thoughts on that one. That being said... Um, it's going to be an interesting end to the season. Let's just let's just put it that way. It's going to be a very interesting end to the season. You're going to see um, teams going. You're going to see um, that. You're going to see a lot of drama, and I don't. I can't predict it. I really can't. And um, I hope it's not what I'm fearing. <laughs> I hope it's not what I'm fearing. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Liverpool. Okay, no, I'll leave that one for the last. Uh, my United fans, I know you. <laughs> you're not going to like this, but I'll come to the Liverpool game. Um, Sports versus Newcastle. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, with this game, I'm just wondering. Listen, I'm not Conte out. I'm not Conte out at all. My reasons for not being Conte out has a lot more to do with me not wanting certain players to outlast another manager, right? I don't think some of these players deserve to stay. That being said, you know, even though a lot of the fan base have unanimously, unanimously agreed that Eric Dyer should be offloaded for some odd reason, Antonio Conte likes Eric Dyer, which is which surprises me you know so I mean even though I've never se- I've not seen anything on the pitch that's convinced me that Antonio Conte is bright about that <laughs> you know if he's seen something in training please 
you know, send me the clips because I've not seen anything that proves that says, okay, I think this guy is right about what he's saying. Also, another reason also, I see Edge's murders, I don't think he has been backed enough. I really don't think he has been backed enough. But before I let me hold this thought on this and let me talk about the game quickly, right? Watching that sports game, you just the longer it went on, you just had that the longer it went on, the more you had the feeling that sports were gonna lose that game. Because Spurs had you are so dominant in the first half that Wolves could not get a single shot off target, let alone the shot on target. That's how dominant Spurs were. Zero Spurs, Wolves had zero 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 shots, zero on target, zero XG. Spurs were dominant. I think they had like ten shots or so in the first half, if I remember correctly. That's how dominant they were. Now to see Spurs wasting chances, there was one chance Son had after dribbling, I think after dribbling and the keeper was out of position. All he had to do was square the ball and then he blasted it over the bar. I mean, Son missed chances. I mean, there was one that was offside and he was lucky that was really offside. Because if he wasn't offside, I mean, it would have been an awful miss. But, you know, it's just one of those that, those things, right? And then, my anger with the, the coaching staff is, you know, they are not making substitutions like they want to win a game. It's always programmed, no matter what will do this, right? Why did... Why did them Dan, why is why is Danjuma not coming on? Danjuma is on loan, right? There's an option to buy in the summer, right? He is the one that want, he wants to stay, right? He's trying to fight to prove himself that he wants to stay. Right? Mora is on his way out. Danjuma is younger than Mora. So who's likely to who's very more likely to stay and have years in the game, right? With them. It's Danjuma, right? Who has a lot more to give in the long run? Danjuma. So Mora is on his way out. Mora is back from you. Why is Mora starting ahead of Danjuma? I really, I really can't understand. You know, so I just don't understand that. And so seeing Mora come on before Danjuma was over, and then the subs, right? Why uh, it was it was goalless, and then even Wolves, uh, Wolves had exhausted their substitution as a the the first half of the second half, right? They were exhausted their first. They first substitution. Sports were yet to make one, and the game was slipping away. Wolves were already getting going to the game and getting chances, and you know, I know. So I just didn't understand why, you know, subs were not made that early, you know. But I don't know. I'm not. I, 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 I'm so numb to how things are with sports because, you know, I'm not gonna get pissed. So this, these are the things that leads me to ask, right? What exactly? is the reason you know even if we fans say they're counting in and they're not counting out right he's counting himself in because the subs he makes the decisions he makes on the pitch makes you wonder if he really wants to still be at Spurs so he would you know the, the subs you know and then people will say well Stellini is telling so it's not counting Stellini well I mean if you all said okay fine but I'm not gonna blame Stellini because I mean he has admitted multiple times that Conte is still, still involved in the selection and so means there's a chance that the subs Conte is very much involved in the time they come on and who comes on and who doesn't come on and who goes off. So it's still gonna fall on Conte because and also don't forget Conte is also nominated as Premier League manager, even though Sterling took over for most of the games in the month. So so it's why I have a lot of questions that really need answering. Well, well even because it won't make any sense. And listen, I'm, I fans who are Conte out, I understand them. You know, their position is very, very logical right the football hasn't been great and then the subs are even awful so if there are points you can't really debate against it at all and i agree you know normally if if the reasons i gave were not really the reasons i would have also been contained but i i, th- I think my my own my own issue because listen i said this before i don't the way he's acting is also right. it is one of the big reasons why you could say okay fine you can stop being contained out I just don't agree he has been backed. Personally, I don't think he has been backed. I mean, if we're giving only one centre-back 
in your tenure as manager on loan not even a new like if it's only one center back you've gotten on loan then i'm sorry i've said this before i said chelsea's level of spending is what sports need to be doing if they want to completely turn things around it's not about giving the manager peanuts and expecting you know, miracles you know it's like you're giving it's like you're buying um a landing li- landing a landing for a suit a suit lining to to make um a suit lining to make a three-piece suit it's not gonna work because you know that's not what it's made for right i mean even if you make a three-piece suit it won't look really good you know even if you give savio savio level kind of tailor the suit still won't come out great so that's exactly what you know it still won't you know come out great and that's why i find it really amusing when i see fans say well he should be doing better with the squad i don't think anybody would do better especially with that defense maybe listen if you say the attacking options you should do better with the attack attack i agree because you know even though we agree that defense is not very good the attacking talent available i do not think they are being utilized properly i don't think they are being utilized enough and this leads me to ask again does Conte still want to be at Spurs? You know, it's a very important question, and, and that's one I would, I feel like, will be an- still be answered. If he doesn't listen, if he doesn't want to be at Spurs, I mean, I, I just believe everybody should be very clear about where they stand. You know, if you want to be at the club, say this: Do you want to be at the club? Have a sit down with the, the ownership. Conte, do you want to still be here? No. Okay, fine. Just give your best at the end of the season. Do whatever you can to get us something at the end of the season. And then you leave in the summer and then we get somebody else in the summer okay fine then he comes in and gives his best and he leaves or do you want to still be here yes then sign it then sign a new contract and then if that's it's just something that's very easy to desire. all these all these um leaving the fans in a position where they keep guessing because this guess is not going to help it's even fueling the conte out stuff because listen even the fans who are his staunch backers who, who want to still back conte who really understand and want to give him benefit of the doubt they're finding it hard to do so because you know nobody knows nobody's clear about anything so communication is key here let the fans know what happened what's the stand where do everybody stand and what exactly are you all saying and that's just my, my take on that and um then the 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 um on the sports game right so sports are three points behind ahead of our ahead of liverpool currently after liverpool's seven nil hammering Manchester united <laughs> So there's seven really hammering. Over. Oh, hopefully, if I talk about Liverpool game, I'll talk about this um, free kick stuff, right? I don't understand why Poro is not the undisputed free kick taker. And I don't listen. Kane and Dyer need to just understand that. Listen, you guys are not good at free kicks. Just don't bother. Poro took a free kick. He hit the bar. I understand. But that's a sign that listen, he got it on target. He was good with it. I don't understand why Kane and Dyer stood over the. Uh, Kane took a free kick, and he hit the wall for the umpteenth time. I mean, what kind of person do you have to be to not understand? I understand you're a great striker, no, but understand you're not good at free kicks and accept it. Stop trying and wasting the team's chances. It's just what I just want. It's a very simple request because it never made any sense why he was still at. Somebody need to have a talk with him. Listen, you guys are not good at free kicks. Just let this guy take the free kicks. It's for the good of the team because it's going to come across as selfish if you guys keep insisting that you want to take free kicks even when you're clearly not good at it. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not scoring them. You're not even getting it on target. You're not getting it on target. You're hitting the wall almost every time. So what exactly is the reason why you should still feel you should be taking free kicks ahead of somebody who just came in, struck the bar, had a better pedigree from free kicks than anybody else? I felt like if you had taken, I felt, I truly, I felt like if Poro had taken the next free kick, he would have scored it because the first one hit the bar. I was like, okay, that's close. I think he would have scored it. The next one, if he took the next one, I don't understand. And Poro actually played well in that game. He played really well, and um, kudos to him. It's a much better performance than the game against Leicester. 
the Premier League debut was a disaster, but the Leicester one was sorry, Leicester one was a disaster, but this one was much better. Although he came out against Chelsea, but I think we'll see more of him as the weeks go by. And I expect to see him in the Champions League. I expect to to see him in the Champions League. Oh sorry, goes. Um so that's my turn now. Now Liverpool, 7-0 over my United. The first half, it was 1-0, right? And I was thinking, well, okay, maybe second half, 1-1, 2-1, maybe Liverpool wins one two. I felt Liverpool were going to win. Liverpool were very dominant in the first half. I mean, United United played well because occasionally they would have uh, maybe chances where they would, you know, try and they would have chances, right? But I felt overall, but, you know, the manner with which these guys just... The second half, I mean, listen... United considered six goals in 45 minutes. Let's just put, let that let that sink in. I mean, the second half they just fell apart. I don't understand. Martinez. I mean, the, the, I think it was the sixth goal, the seventh goal. Martinez was torn torn so easily. Listen, on any scale, losing seven nil to your bitter rivals is not something you can ever live down. I'm trust me, you can never let that. You can never forget it. It will always keep going, playing in your head. It will keep playing and playing. <sighs> I don't understand, but it was a really I was surprised. I'm still surprised. Nobody could have seen that coming. So one goal up, and then second half, you know, quick succession. It was like the goals just wouldn't stop. It was just going, going, going. Liverpool could have easily scored eight because when it was it was three nil in second half, two goals in quick succession. I think one from Gakpo, one from Salah. I was thinking, okay, three nil. Okay, um, you're gonna maybe United will score one as consolation. Then four. Liverpool fans were singing, we want five. Five. I'm like a joke. We won six, six. We won seven, seven, bro. Well, I don't understand. I re- I still can't wrap my head around the whole thing. Now, I had this t- yesterday. I was on the space. I was conversing with other football fans, and we were talking about this. I was asking you, any fans, do you really think that? Because this is a theory. Now, listen. I, I don't think there's an excuse for losing seven nil. I'm just saying this, right? Do you think that United are still in the honeymoon phase? Because I mean, they won the League Cup last week, last Sunday last week last weekend and then today you know you have the feeling that they're celebrating that final and then some United fans did say yes that they think so another some other said that's not a good enough excuse that they think that it was an embarrassing defeat embarrassing defeat and you know they have seen their rise to to feel that way but I agree I can't disagree with you know fans when when you know obviously when they share their thoughts but I don't know losing seven is not is not really a very very good look especially against your greatest rivals you know well, you know, it's one of those things where you look and, and listen. United have many United have considered six goals and seven goals in this same season to their most bitter rivals, right? Liverpool and Man City. Now, you could argue Man City are not as much of a bitter rival to United as Liverpool are. Well, they are bitter rivals at the end of the day. Now, United did beat both of them, but the, the amount of goals they considered to both of those teams at the away from home, it's it's not something that. You can just look past. And you know, number one I like about, I found amusing about football is this: a lot of times, eh, all these results, people tend to overlook them when things are going your way. Now, when things are not going your way, some people need to pull out these results and say, "Hey, he played against Manchester. Look how many considered. He played against Liverpool. How many considered? This is when they want to want you to get. When fans want you to get sacked. Football fans, these are fickle. Yeah? So all these things they keep storing in their memory, and then when time comes, they just pull it out. I'll give you an example, right? Um, even with uh, with uh, Poch, right? It's similar with Poch. A lot of sports fans, right? Their results where sports will play poorly, right? But a lot of us just had an eye, like, okay, fine, they are playing well, but these results are worrying. And when Poch was about to leave, fans started pulling, oh yeah, I haven't won a game away to any of the big six, any of the big six teams. They didn't win away at any big. I think one just won a away match against the big six. Oh, th- those that record was there, but nobody remembered it because 
Burberry brought it out because, well, they're playing well. So what's the point of talking about it? And that's exactly why I feel like a lot of football fans, you know, they just everything is the fickleness of the game. And you know, it's just one of those things that just really that just that just amuses me about football in general and the way football fans, you know, you know, act and conduct themselves, you know, when it comes to football conversations. Yeah, that's my my take on that. Um, anything else? I I really uh, oh sorry yeah on Man United. What where do you go from here? I don't really know. And I don't really think um, I don't really think um, it's a result that they should really do. I think you just move on as quickly as possible and you just go get your next win and just win your game and move on. Because it's it's a bad result, yes, but you're not gonna do it on it. You just go. I'm sure maybe the um, the manager will probably let them know, listen, you know, wake up. I don't know if it's the disadvantage of winning the trophy in winning that league cup in in middle of the season because if you win middle of the season, fan players are still excited, and then you come back to the game, and you know, it's probably still in the honeymoon phase, or they are still unable to re-snap out of it quickly, because you know, a lot of fans obviously players celebrate, probably had a few drinks on the day, and maybe they might have some conversation about moving the league up to the end of the season. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just thinking, but listen, it's not acceptable because I think Man City have won the league up mid-season before, and then they still had a very good season, so it's not really an excuse. That that means that. Um, on Liverpool, Liverpool face Bournemouth next. Now, how how this would be the most Liverpool thing to happen in recent history, which I'm talking about this season, or for them to go and lose that game against Bournemouth, it's gonna be like the most Liverpool thing. It's not because I think obviously I don't think they will lose to Bournemouth. I mean they won nine 0 against Bournemouth in the first at Anfield earlier in the season, but they could go to that ground and beat Bournemouth. I mean Bournemouth are very poor at the moment, but you never say never because it's the Premier League and you know football fans can. Football can happen in ways you can't really imagine. In a very surprising manner. But we're very surprised if Liverpool lose that game. I'm very surprised. And Liverpool currently, um, they're three points behind Spurs. A game in hand. And Spurs have to go to Anfield. And this is exactly why I said, listen, I've been saying all season that I don't think Spurs finished up for. I really don't. And um, this wasn't even because of Newcastle. And Liverpool's recent form, if you look at them, the way they play, I mean, the golf in class is so wide. Liverpool play very, very well. More effective. And if you watch both teams, who do you think is most likely to score and win games? Who is most likely to keep a clean sheet? It's Liverpool. So, I think Liverpool, Liverpool may end up being the ones who will get that spot. Because the way they, they are they're currently, their form, I mean, I watch sports. I'm like... It's so uninspiring, you know. And, and yes, you could argue that well, Liverpool, there are games where they didn't look great. Uh, Champions League, Liverpool, Champions League, and all that. Well, that's a very fair point and a good point to make. But if I'm being honest with you, I don't really think we can really just accept, you know, just like that. That um, Liverpool are very poor. For, I mean, in comparison to Spurs and Newcastle, as it stands, Liverpool are the ones that are more consistent currently on form. And yeah, Spurs won some games, but I'm talking about even if you play, if you watch the way they play compared to the other two, the other two teams play, you just see who, you just probably likely, you likely see who is more consistent, who's more likely to win a game if they play. You who's more likely to have patterns of play, who's more likely to entertain, who's more likely to score. I say if you play well, you will likely win. If you have a certain pattern of play and you execute it effectively almost every time, you will win games. It's just one of those things I look at. Now, before I go, eh? uh, oh yeah, talk about I spoke about Liverpool, yeah. Before I go, I want to talk about this. Like, listen, if Arsenal win this league, the only thing that will make Spurs season not be a failure, because listen, it's already a failure if Spurs don't win silverware. And the only chance of Spurs winning silverware is the Champions League. If Spurs can can find a way to throw everything at it, because listen, that top four, I'm not putting hope, I'm not expecting anything from it. If Spurs can just use a way to squeeze the last juice and just throw everything, eh, and just win Champions League if they can, <laughs> if they can do it. 
that's the only thing that can make this season okay feel like because listen make this season feel like a success because even though this is we've gone through as fans because that's what we deserve we deserve it if i'm being honest with you we deserve it as fans because if you watch because if arsenal win the league my friends will not let me rest my arsenal supporting friends will make sure to remind me so i need something to show them <laughs> i need something to show them when they start rubbing their league titles in my face please and also i don't want Arsenal to win the league you know that right but that's just what I'm, I'm just fingers crossed please <laughs> please for i'm begging you find a way to do something please Against Milan, go there and win. Just win that game at, at home against Milan. 2-0, 3-0. We go through and we see how things go. We take it from there. One game at a time. Please. <laughs> but yeah, um, before I end today's episode, I want to um, say thanks. So yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, that was a good weekend of football. I mean, we had those surprises in terms of football goals. And um, more to come. I mean, this is where the league season begins to get more interesting. As as the week, as the season ends, it gets more interesting. Fans, football just comes in, and then you know there's more drama. There's more to play for. The relegation scrap down there is getting more interesting. I mean, you know, uh, teams they're going to play against each other, and so the games there will have a lot more significance than maybe in the middle of the season or the end of the season. So now there's a lot of things to work out. So at the bottom of the table. There's something to look out for. Top four is something to look out for. At the top end of the table, something to look out look out for. So last season, for example, when Man City were just running away with it. No, last season Liverpool and Man City made it very interesting. Previous season, Man City made it so one-sided. The previous one before that, Liverpool made it so one-sided. They won the league like twenty something points, right? Now what you see is you know the last two seasons, right? Last season Liverpool and Man City. Now this season, Arsenal, Man United, Arsenal, Man City. And United would have been in that conversation, but Liverpool made sure they ended that conversation so quickly with that 7 0 thumping. Oh, yeah, I also forgot. Arsenal are going to Anfield also, so <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Uh, so it's gonna like it, that conversation ended yesterday with Liverpool putting seven past United. So it's one of all those things you just look at and say, interesting, you know. <laughs> Therefore, so everything is gonna be it's gonna if, if you're a neutral, it's gonna be interesting to watch. If you're a fan of any of all these teams, well, um, it's gonna be a nail biting finish, depending on whatever ambitions your club wants to achieve. So um I'll end today's episode. Um yeah, that's the end of today's episode. That's my thoughts on the weekend matches. Thanks for listening. Have a nice week and uh, hopefully when I return on Thursday, sports will have qualified against AC Milan. You know, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Take care, have a nice week, bye.